Ghana's economy gains further steam in the first quarter and in our budget series, we look at South Sudan's oil production and its effect on the national budget. From over 924 cities, 122 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC and INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The South Sudan cabinet passed a $1.38 billion budget for the next financial year in May, up 12.5% from $1.07 billion for the 2022-2023 period. A call talk managing partner, Oris Consulting, joins us for this episode. A call, tell us briefly about the South Sudan proposed financial year 2023-2024 budget proposal. The Minister of Finance of the Republic of South Sudan has just tabled a budget of about uh, 1.4 trillion South Sudanese pounds uh, and dollars equivalent to about uh, 1.5 billion United States dollars. And so the overview of the budget is that the budget is going to be deficit at about 500 million South Sudanese pounds. And the main source of revenue are going to be oil revenues, which account for the majority of the budget in non-oil revenues, such as taxes, uh, corporate taxes, and the different kinds of taxes which are collected by the National Revenue Authority. What are the main sources of revenue for the government of South Sudan? The main sources of revenue for the government are, number one, oil revenues. And the Minister of Finance spoke about how the drop in production has really affected their budget. Um, according to the Minister of Finance, the production of oil has gone down from about 170,000 barrels per day to 150,000 barrels per day due to non-producing wells and due to the floods that occurred in the years previous. So this has really affected their ability to collect some revenues. But the National Revenue Authority has been really connecting non-oil revenues and be focusing on different types of taxes, uh, sales tax, custom duties, personal income tax, corporate tax, and the list of different taxes. And they've been really pushing on ways to enhance the government's ability to collect non-oil revenues and not just rely on oil revenue. The Minister of Petroleum says South Sudan's daily production is at 170,000 barrels per day. How has this affected the financial budget? Well, according to the Minister of Petroleum, the production that they project is going to be about 170,000 barrels uh, per day. This is going to affect the budget in the future because right now, if the government is budgeting that oil, the production is going to be 150,000 barrels per day and the production goes up to 170,000 barrels per day, this could really cut the deficit and allowed the government to cover some of their costs. Because as we look now, there's a deficit of about 560 billion South Sudanese pounds. And this deficit could be covered if the government is able to increase oil production and able to fund some of these key other projects. What are the priority sectors for the government? Well, the priority sectors for the government right now, the first priority is the implementation of the peace agreement. And this has been a priority that's being pushed by the donor countries, by the key stakeholders and the guarantors to the 2019 peace agreement. And so these things include ensuring that the unified forces are funded and deployed, uh, which is a chapter in the agreement, ensuring that the key economic reforms are implemented and ensure that different parts of the government are funded and key uh, reforms that are agreed upon in the agreement are implemented. And how do you believe government can improve the economy through fiscal planning? Another key priority has been the funding of different developmental initiatives. Um, the biggest thing now is how can South Sudan find an alternative route to Sudan? Due to the conflict in Sudan, South Sudan is currently relying on Sudan to import key oil field commodities and using the South Sudan pipeline. So the priority is that how can South Sudan really find a way to diversify its economy away from oil dependencies? There's the agriculture sector, the mining sector, the fishery sectors, and the list goes on. But now, can the government of South Sudan really prioritize these sectors and invest in them to ensure that they can generate revenue for them and create economic growth.
And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index fell about 1.5% to close at 75,630 on Wednesday. The third consecutive session of losses as investors weigh the prospect of further interest rate hikes following the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's testimony to Congress. Powell indicated that it will be appropriate to raise interest rates somewhat further by the end of the year. In the meantime, worries about the health of China's economy continue to weigh on market sentiment. Almost all sectors closed in the red. On the domestic front, the latest data showed South Africa's inflation rate eased more than expected to a 13-month low of 6.3% in May, moving closer to the upper limit of South Africa's Reserve Bank's target range of 3 to 6% and reinforcing expectations of a possible pause in the rate hikes at the next coming meeting in July. Cocoa futures were trading around $3,120 per ton, their lowest in two weeks, and down from a near seven and a half year high of 3,268 hit on May 12th amid easing concerns of a supply in top grower ivory cost. Dry conditions in ivory costs have allowed farmers to transport their cocoa beans to the port and are weighing on prices. Recent heavy rains in Ivory Coast had made roads impassable, making it difficult for truck drivers to take cocoa beans from farms to port. The heavy rain also disrupted the West African cocoa harvest and drying of beans, raising concerns about the mid-crop production. Still, worries persisted that an El Nino weather event could undercut global cocoa production. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration announced on June 8th that El Nino had returned and that's expected to strengthen in the coming months. And a quick trip around Africa, the economy of Ghana advanced by 4.2% from a year earlier in the first quarter of 2023, compared with a 3.7% rise in the prior three-month period. It marks the 10th consecutive quarter of economic growth and the fastest since the second quarter of 2022, mainly driven by services, in particular the health and education subsectors. Agriculture expanded by 4.8% from 3.6% boosted by higher cocoa output. Conversely, the industrial sector contracted 3.2% after shrinking 1% in the previous quarter, dragged down by oil and gas subsector. Ghana has been grappling with a severe debt overhang, soaring inflation and continuous currency depreciation, coupled with worsening living conditions for Ghanaians, prompting the government to turn to the IMF for bailout. The National Bank of Morocco kept its benchmark interest rate steady at 3% at its meeting on June 20, 2023, leaving borrowing costs at their highest since August 2014. The decision to pose follows three consecutive rate hikes, totaling 150 basis points, and aims to provide sufficient time for the current policy to filter into the economy. Policymakers note that although inflation had slowed down since reaching a peak of 10.1% in February of 2023, it remains at elevated levels due to the rise in prices of fresh food. Morocco's annual inflation rate eased to a one-year low of 7.1% in May of 2023 from 7.8% in the prior month, and it is expected to average 6.2% this year and 3.8% in 2024. Its underlying component would follow a similar trajectory, falling from 6.6% in 2022 to 6.1% this year and to 2.9% in 2024. The economy is now projected to expand by 2.4% this year from March's estimate of 2.6% before accelerating to 3.6% in 2024. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the Cape Financial. 
If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at With The Dome.